Welcome to the Tech Savvy Professor Podcast, two faculty who love tech and love making it part of their work. I'm Marty Gensius from Kent State University. And I'm Eric Perry, clinical faculty at Southern New Hampshire University. Uh, so we were kind of stuck for a topic, and I thought maybe this could be a topic that we could do occasionally. It's sort of, what are the apps that you're playing around with now? What are the things that are on your desktop and that you're finding useful from a point of view of productivity? For me, it's always about productivity. And and how do you use them? So we're going to do like the, the two app challenge in this one. I'm going to suggest an app and er, two apps and Eric's going to suggest a couple of apps. And, and I hope you had fun figuring this out uh, as much as I did. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of excited about my responses. I don't, I don't know. Did you want to share first or, or you want me? To well, go let's first? do one in one. I'll, I'll start with my first, which okay. is Text Expander. And Text Expander is a app that will take short strings of text that you put in and expand it into full items. It is available on Mac and PC. And if you have SetApp, if you're a SetApp user, which is, uh, I think, mainly Mac, Microsoft has their own little app store. But Rocket Typist is, is a free version through SetApp. I haven't played with Rocket Typist, but I have been a dedicated text expander user for years. And it's a annual subscription of $39. Let me give you some examples of how I use it. What you have to do is you have to set up some automated responses. So it's fairly intuitive. Once you open it up and you want to add what they call a snippet, you go ahead and put in what code you're going to use. Now, one of the things I learned early on was use a semicolon followed by whatever combination of letters that you want, because you never type a semicolon without a space, so it won't mistake it for something else, or you won't constantly be triggering the app. So you you put in whatever code you're going to use. You then type in the body of what you want put in in its place. And as long as you have it running in the background, like I'll do semicolon C-E-S-S-U-R-1. It will print out for me or embed in whatever I'm working on uh, a email response that's about three paragraphs long that talks about people wanting to uh, use Cesnet, uh, the listserv, for, uh, for publishing their, for asking for research. I get probably five to six of those requests a day. And instead of just copying and pasting, all I do is I go in and I type in semicolon CESSUR1 or semicolon CESSUR3, depending on how many times the person is going to be allowed to be posted. And each letter has the rationale behind that. So it opens up as a separate window. And the beauty of this is it has a little drop down. You can put drop down windows in it. So I can leave an open space there and respond directly to the person. I look at their name, I type their name in that open space. And then further on down in the letter, their topic, I, I'll type their topic in the letter. 
and then press a button and it embeds it in the email response and I can send it right off. It's remarkable for repetitive emails that you have to respond to. But here's the other trick. It's also very cool for grading. If you think of the typical things you wind up in using and having to respond to over and over on the same assignment for 25 papers that you've decided that you want to read, you can set up little snippets that keep you from having to retype or move over and copy and paste pieces over, and it will just put it right in the document where you want it and how you want it for your response to the student. So I've used that in a lot of grading scenarios. It just kind of speeds it up. And I can't remember all of my little macro codes that I do. So I'll open it up and put it up on the side so I can remember. And sometimes I'll do a cheat sheet of what they are so I can can use them on the fly as I need them on the fly. But my first uh, suggestion is Text Expander. And it is available for Mac and PC. I know there are some macros, things that you can do in Word and other stuff that will duplicate these kinds of things. But this works on every program that allows you to put text in it. And I think that's the cool part is the versatility, right? So if you grade and turn it in, in the viewer, with the, the yeah. viewer within turn it in, you can save common feedback uh, within that. But it's only right. if you're grading there. This type of program lets you do it in emails and any type of program that you want to use. Yeah, and for me, the the option to do letters with pull-down menus where you can actually select, you know, welcome to the pull-down clinical mental health counseling program or pull-down school counseling program. All of those things can be put in uh, as it gets more, as this program gets more sophisticated. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I So my suggestion is maybe a little off the beaten path. Uh, I actually went with TikTok, and there's a story there. So I'll, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version in the spirit of talking about TikTok. Uh, I found myself in uh, Excel Hell the other day. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but anybody who's used Excel, I'm sure has. And there's always, you know, formulas and stuff that that I forget how to put together. And I was just trying to make something simple. But I wanted to grab data from other parts of the spreadsheet and pull it in, summarize it. And, you know, I'm trying to remember and I'm just I just hit that that roadblock that whatever. And normally I go to YouTube and I'm like, OK, what is the formula for this? Or I go to Google and, and I type it in and I find a video and then I try not to sleep whilst they're explaining it to me or I scroll to find whatever it is I want to find. What's nice about TikTok in terms of productivity is there's a lot of content out there now that's really brief and focused uh, and sometimes even entertaining, right? The, the way TikTok is edited and the way content creators manage this, you can find answers, tips, tricks, productivity hacks really, really quickly. And, you know, the more that, that the content is kind of expanded, you can look for specific things like these, uh, you know, formulas in Excel and I can get it in 30 seconds, know what I'm doing and giving it, give it a shot. So I, I started to kind of play around with that with some of the other things that I've been doing, or you know, instead of deferring to Google, I defer to the TikTok community to see what's out there. I do think the the downside to this is you also have to filter through the garbage because there's stuff that's going to get mixed in there, and the, the search algorithm really is focused on entertainment rather than the the value of what it is you're going to find. 
but I was able to to pull up really quickly the things that I needed, see it in 30 seconds and kind of move on with my day. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue tinkering around with TikTok as a, a means of looking up those kind of quick solutions. Uh, You know, I'm a, I'm a, not a big fan of the platform, but I actually had to sign up for an account a couple of days ago because there was a video uh, that has, I guess, gone viral on TikTok called the bird test. And it is about testing quality of your relationship. And I'm teaching a couple's course this semester, and we've been through Gottman. And it essentially takes some of John Gottman's concepts and, uh, you know, turns it into a popular meme. So I regretfully had to show TikTok in my class because I wanted to make the point that some of these concepts that we're learning are being picked up by popular media for that purpose. I haven't looked at anything else. I haven't looked at any cat videos or anything else on there, but uh, it's interesting. I, you know, also with YouTube, I've been searching for specific things. And what I'm seeing is YouTube will give you a link, but it'll often cue you up now in the video to the particular mm-hmm. question or item that you want to learn about. Um, so it's gotten a little better that way. Um, that you don't have to sleep through the whole video. Well, and and the risk is with TikTok that if you start to scroll, you're going to get caught up in everything else, right? <laughs> I've got Reddit to do that. <laughs> yeah. the The algorithm starts to learn what it is that you tend to watch, yeah. and it populates videos based on what you tend to watch. So now, in looking up productivity stuff, my my TikTok feed now is intermixed with these different Excel tips and things because I started, that's what I started searching. Do you also get like these inspirational gurus who are trying to make a a media presence? All kinds of things. Uh, There's still like the random here and there kind of stuff. Everybody wants to be an an influencer. And Um, if you watch something for too long, you didn't want to, and it starts to populate in your algorithm, you actually can reset it. So and not a lot of people know about that, but you can go into to TikTok and reset your algorithm. It's a pretty easy process so that it, it'll relearn what it is you actually want to watch. We, pro- we probably need to talk about the, so at some time, the social media. I, I'm a, a fan of Reddit for entertainment, but also for answering questions. And it's it still remains a pretty good source, although it, it did some major internal changes later. Uh, let me get to my second app. Yeah. My second app is Text Sniper. Text Sniper is a you can uh, you can stretch a box across any text on any image, and it will convert it into plain text. So it's like an on-the-fly OCR, and it'll take uh, optical character recognition. It will take the text on any graphic that you have, and put it into plain text, and put it into your your clipboard. And so you can go back to your clipboard and and get that text out and, you know, embed it where you want to embed it if you want to do that. It's saved me countless hours in putting together information instead of retyping a lot of it. I can uh grab it with text uh sniper and um I'm able to put it into whatever document I want and make whatever corrections I want to with it. It's very good, very quick, 
And if, and we'll talk about this again in another show, the idea of having clipboard managers. There are a variety of apps that work like clipboard managers. And if you have a clipboard manager and you do a series of these, you can then go back in uh, into the clipboard manager and pull the stuff out that you want in whatever order that you want it in. It resides like text expander. Text expander it runs in the background whenever I turn on my computer. Uh, the cost for text expander, I, I think I neglected to say this, is about $39 a year. But basically, you can put it on whatever app, whatever Mac that you own, as long as you log in with that. Text Sniper is um, it's only Mac OS, and I use it and I get it through my set app, which is, a, again, a store of apps that you pay a subscription for that you can use whatever you want to. If you're a, a Mac user, look at set app and look at the different kinds of things that are available for you to use. One of them is Tech Sniper. Um, it sits up in my menu, and whenever I need to grab something, I click on it or use the keystroke to, to activate it, and then go ahead and, and scan it and OCR it into my clipboard. Snagit is one that is a paid app that is both Mac and Windows that has a lot of this, a lot of good features in it. It is a paid app, uh, but it runs on and can be used on both platforms, and it's pretty highly regarded as a as a good capture OCR kind of uh, application. For freebies, uh, there is Capture to Text, which is an open source for Windows, and uh, if you want to go with an open source freebie for Windows, but I I use Text Text Sniper and Text Expander all the time throughout my day. Yeah, I, I I need to start testing more of these out. Um, I've used them in the past. Uh, I, I think my suggestion for productivity, again, is probably a little more off the wall, but maybe a little more mainstream than TikTok, uh, and that's Canva. So I've had a couple of projects recently where I needed to develop some graphics, and I didn't have a whole lot of time. You know, my wife has used this for some time now, has a subscription and was like, hey, give this a shot. It's really quick. It's easy. I kind of grumbled because I, I like Adobe. I like to get in and, and kind of make things in Illustrator and in uh, Photoshop. And I, I was kind of excited about the opportunity to jump in and play with Photoshop and Illustrator again. I haven't done it in some time. But I was like, I, I'm really crunched. I'm really pressed for time. So I need to get this done fast. Canva, you know, you can get a free uh, subscription to Canva. It is web-based uh, and also has an app. And it can be really, really quick to just develop something really professional looking, uh, tons and tons of graphics, content, templates. They're starting to move into uh, having uh, their own web hosting. So that's something that Canva's kind of added. You can have and create websites, web pages there rather. But you can do something as simple as a logo or a design, and the content library is just massive. Everything they put in there is editable, so you can go in and edit shape, size. Everything's really intuitive. Uh, adding text or changing text within those templates is really intuitive. Uh, so there's there's a lot of options there that you get in a really simple interface. So there's nothing technical about working in Canva. You can even search by project type that you're trying to do. Um, it'll give you those templates and then it'll give you options to even overlay different elements into that template, which I thought was really neat. 
So I was able to do this kind of graphic generation creation for, you know, an hour, what might have taken me a couple of days over tinkering in, in Adobe. I just found it to be a really quick, really easy tool. First of all, the logo for this podcast was created in Canva. Um, and, uh, so if you look at our logo, you'll see the kind of work that can be done. Now that was my judgment of whether it's a good logo or not, but you're right. There's all sorts of editability with, um, with Canva that's behind the scenes. You don't see it until you get in and you say, well, I like this design, but I don't like this piece here. Well, you can click on it and pull it right out and put in whatever you want. Uh, which makes it great. I think the thing that I find of greatest value is when you're going to export uh, your project into a graphic or whatever you're going to export it into. I've done some small videos in there. There's some movable videos that I use as introductions for the ASGW masterclass videos that we have. That was all done in Canva. And each time we get a new one, I have to do new titling on it. Um, and that's pretty quick and easy to do. And then I have to export it into a short video. But, the you know, I have wound up using it for a lot of cases and find it really worth the price to pay for the extra. I mean, there's some people who are like, oh, yeah, but I want it free. Well, um, my complaint is always, do you, what work do you do and do you want to do that for free? Um, no, but they, they're they sure they're making money off of other people. They don't need to make money off of me. Well, you pay you pay for the services that you get. And I, I suggest it with Canva. The thing that I like is sometimes certain situations will require a certain uh, resolution and a certain pixel width and, and height. And you can quickly switch that in your output editing to adjust for those things. Whereas other outside of Canva, other types, you generally have to take the object out, find some resizing app to run it through, then put it back in. It's um, It can be a mess. But with Canva, you can set that all up from the, from the get-go um, with the process. Well, and you know, I love freebies, Marty. I really do. But this I is know. One, this is one that it really does make it so much easier. I mean, if you think about the time that you would spend in your hourly wage that you would yeah. waste, this this is 10 bucks a month, right? So $120 a year and you get uh, just the library is just massive. Right. Uh, of the different types of things that you can take a look at and just the ability to get in there and quickly do something that looks professional that has that availability in terms of of the type of content that you need, the resolution that you need. It it I think it it pays for itself, no problem. Well, I hope we are able to do this uh, again in the future. So we've we've talked about uh, text expander, text sniper, and TikTok and Canva as a couple of must-have pieces of productivity work that we use. And so, how can listeners get involved? Well, maybe you've got a tech question. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to do something with technology or you have an idea to share, email us at thepodtalknetwork at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 330-333-1240 and we'll play your question in the podcast and try to get an answer for you. Our bumper music is from Philip Gross, Rast, from the Free Music Archive. 
That's it for today's show. Thanks for subscribing to the Tech Savvy Professor podcast. Everything you need to know is at techsavvyprofessor.net. You can find us by searching Apple Podcasts for the Tech Savvy Professor. Look for us on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Music, and look for our other shows like Circular Firing Squad on the podtalk.net. Thanks for listening to the Tech Savvy Professor. Thank you.